The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this Thursday edition of the Source of Truth podcast where we study uh, the Source of Truth. And of course, that is the Word of God. And we're glad you're with us and joining us as we take a few minutes out of our day uh, to evaluate uh, the Scriptures and to learn from it. Hopefully, it'll be a bright spot in your day and encouragement. A couple quick things for those listening today, just to, uh, we don't mention this often, but there are multiple ways that you can access the podcast that we do here. Um, we obviously do it live every day, uh, every day at 11 o'clock. It's on our YouTube channel at our church at Ben Salem Baptist Church. Uh, my Facebook page, the church's Facebook page, um, it all goes live on those and it's archived. So you can go back for years and get all of the uh, podcast information. You get our church um, messages, things of that nature, all on the Ben Salem Baptist YouTube channel. Um, if you want to listen to an audio format, you can go to uh, one of a couple of places. You can go to actually any um, podcast from um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, places like that, Google Podcasts, and just look up Source of Truth. That's what it's called. Look up the Source of Truth podcast and you'll see it there. And then you can listen to we have hundreds of episodes on there as we do this five times a week. And uh, Or you can, easy, an easier way, if you don't want to do all that, is you can go to our website, bensalembaptist.org. Right in the middle of the main page is a link to this podcast and all of the audio is there. Currently what we're doing at the bottom is links to multiple other episodes or different books that we've gone through. And these are different ways. We would encourage, if you're, if you're willing to share this, it'd be an encouragement to us and hopefully help to others as we strive to get the word out. Today we're in 1 Peter chapter 2, continuing as Peter is really kind of giving us some breakdown understanding of of Jesus and his life with us, us as lively stones, and we talked a bit about that yesterday. But today, he breaks down, he talks about this chief cornerstone, and he, he not only talks about who Jesus is, but really what it should mean to us, and really what it means if we put our trust in him and live in him. So he talks about, in verse 5, we said yesterday, that we are lively stones. We are built up a spiritual house. Notice it's not multiple houses, just a house. We, we're not making multiple. God's trying to create one home, uh, one body, and he, we are just part of that. We're not separate, and there's a part, there's a part to be seen in unity there in, in our Christian journey that, that we're not to live alone. We're not to be separate. We are. God designed it, us to be unified. Uh, Satan works really hard to keep us separated over all little things that don't really matter. And don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. the world thinks they matter, but they really don't. They don't really matter. Uh, and Satan wants to separate it over those things that make us distinct or different. And God says it's, it's, it's him that brings that unity together. Not always that we agree on everything, but we come to Jesus. That's the one thing that we need to agree on. And so we get the lively stones building that house. Uh, then he says in verse 6, Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth unto him shall not be confounded. So let's take a minute and unpack this. He obviously, Peter's talking about, it's contained throughout Scripture, and he's, he's quoting Isaiah. He says, I lay in Zion, in Israel, a chief cornerstone. And this is the core of everything. It's a cornerstone we talked about yesterday, but the chief, the core, uh, what we build everything around. He's a chief cornerstone. He's elect and precious. And he that believes in him shall not be the same. Of course, we know that that's speaking of Jesus, the Messiah. And Isaiah was referencing him as he's going to be the, the cornerstone of that all of the future is going to be built off. The church and everything that will be accomplished in the name of Christ is built off the Messiah. Everything we would do. It's important for us to make our foundations 
and align our things with Jesus and his word. Our teaching, our doctrine, and everything we do should be aligned with him, should point people to him. And so we've got to be careful. And we said yesterday that the chief cornerstone, that the cornerstone was created, that everything else in the building was built off of that cornerstone. And so the alignment and everything was off of that piece. And so our lives should be um, modeled after his, modeled after the word of God. Uh, he says that, but I like what he says at the end of verse 6. And he that believeth on him, on Jesus, on the Messiah, shall not be confounded. A word confounded simply means shall not be ashamed. So here's what he's telling us. He's telling us that we are lively stones. We are pieces of this house, and he is the cornerstone. We should be establishing our lives, our homes, our futures, an alignment with Jesus, an alignment with God's word, alignment with what the Bible teaches and how we should move forward. And then we do that. If we do that, if we align our lives, if we align our marriages, if we align our homes in line with Jesus, he says we will never be ashamed. Now, please understand something. I think it's very important to say, Jesus did not say here that we should align ourselves with a person, never align with a pastor. You know, uh, pastors are important. I think they're, they're given of God to the church to lead and encourage and teach the word of God, but they're not to lead movements. You're not to say, well, I'm a follower. In fact, in the Bible, God says, you know, he, people were saying, Corinthians, I'm a Paul, I'm a power. And Paul was saying how wrong that was. So it's not a matter of that person. As much as it is that we should listen to them and, and follow them in biblical leadership, we need to understand that our foundation is not found in a church or even a denomination for that matter. Our foundation is found in the Word of God and based upon Jesus. And hopefully those we follow, those leaders, are teaching us what the Bible says about that. A good pastor will not create people to follow just him. A good pastor will create people to follow the word of God. Actually, as a matter of fact, a good pastor will point people away from him to Jesus. It is the word of God that we are to teach. And so we do not, you know, we do not say, well, if I follow this movement, or I'm this and that. No, no, I follow Jesus, that cornerstone. If I follow Jesus, I'll never be ashamed. It doesn't mean there's not going to be times where there's level of discouragement because Satan's fighting. He wants you to be discouraged. He wants you to quit. That's not to say that you're not going to find people in the church or claim to be Christian or are Christian who sometimes are not following Jesus. And, and you say, what happened there? I'm not saying that it's perfect. What I'm saying is it, when it's done the way God wants it to be done, it is unique. It is wonderful. And Satan wants to destroy it. He doesn't destroy it really from the outside. He tries to destroy it from the inside through division. But if we can focus our lives on Jesus, we will never be ashamed by Jesus. We will never be ashamed by him. He will always encourage us. He will always point us in the right direction. So then he continues to say, if we follow him, we won't be ashamed. It is, it is always a great thing to focus your family around God. It's always a great thing to follow Jesus and never be ashamed of Jesus, of who he is and what he teaches in love and grace. Then he says in verse 7, Unto you therefore which believe. So he references to those of us who believe that Jesus is God. Um, we believe that he is precious. Unto us which have put our faith in Jesus, he is extremely precious. He says, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same as made the head of the corner. Disobedience is the idea of you've been given the opportunity for salvation, you've turned away from it. So that man that you have disallowed, that man that you have rejected, he's talking about those who've rejected the Messiah. And that's going to be, again, he's talking to the Jewish people. So please understand the Messiah had literally, Jesus physically had been in the scene in their lifetime. So you have to understand the context, what he's saying. He's referencing Jewish people who said, for those of you who believe that Jesus is the Messiah, to you he is precious. But to those of you who have disallowed him, to those of you who have rejected Jesus as the Messiah, 
That same Messiah has become head of the corner, whether you like it or not. He still is the cornerstone. He still is that. Whether you want to believe it or not, it didn't change who the Messiah is. But here's what it says he becomes to those people who don't believe in verse 8. He is a stone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto are they also, uh, and also they were appointed. So he's saying those disobedient. Simply what he's saying is those who have rejected Jesus. God has brought conviction in. God has told them this is the truth, and they've said no. It's intriguing to me that the word of God places my rejection of the truth of Jesus with disobedience. God has opened my eyes. I've recognized the truth, and I choose to say no. That is disobedience. I've disobeyed my creator. But in that, Jesus becomes a stumbling block and a rock of offense. Now, it doesn't take much when you look at the world that has rejected Jesus, rejected his teaching, and they see him as a stumbling block. They see him as offensive. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that we need to go out of our way to be offensive. Some of what we believe might be considered by the world, and we stand graciously but firmly by what we believe. But we're talking that anybody who doesn't want to believe in Jesus will find him to be offensive, will find him to be a stumbling block. Why? Because they want to go a certain direction. They want to go their own way. And the truths of Jesus keep stumbling them up because they know it's true. No matter how much they deny it, no matter how much they create to establish that what Jesus says in the word of God is not true, no matter how much they try to do that, they can't get beyond the truth. And so they keep stumbling over the truth. And it becomes offensive because they don't wanna believe this, but the fact is we were created to understand there is a God and the word of God is truthful, no matter how many times we wanna say it's not. But that is a confidence to us. That is a confidence to us which believe because we look at the word of God and it's not just truthful, it's encouraging. It's helpful. It gives us the answers to the world, to what all the world's trying to seek. It's right here in the Word of God. And, and Satan doesn't want us to believe that. Hence the reason these things become offensive, if we can use that term. Satan doesn't want us to believe that. Trust me, the truth of the gospel is not offensive by any stretch of the imagination. It's a truth of acceptance. It's a truth of forgiveness of God, that God has forgiven you no matter where you're from or what your background is. He loves you no matter what, and that is not offensive. That is one of the most encouraging, inclusive, and accepting truths that you can ever find. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ. And I encourage you to seek that out even today. And for those of us who put our faith in Jesus, boy, what a great truth to know that we have Jesus and he is truly precious to us. Well, thanks again for joining us today on this uh, Thursday morning and giving us time to be part of your day. Whether you're watching this live or watching this later or listening to this in audio format, we greatly appreciate the wonderful privilege you've given to me to be part of your day. We truly hope this is a help and encouragement. And uh, we hope that you keep your eyes on Jesus. If we can be a help to you, feel free to reach out to us here at the church. Our website's bensalembaptist.org and our contact information's there. And if I can be a help to you, I'd love to be able to do that. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.